0: I have got some bad news for anyone who's sipping a coffee right now.
1: Do we want to hear it?
0: Probably not, but I'm going to tell you anyway.
1: Oh, God.
0: It is that kick you think you're getting, that little boost in productivity, that je ne sais quoi. It might all be in your head. It's a placebo effect. It's made up.
1: No, I don't believe that. I reckon if I went on the street right now and told people that, they'd tell me I was lying. So I think you're lying.
0: Well, science says you're lying because we have new research just out that tested the effects of a cup of joe, compared with pure caffeine. And while they both made participants more alert, only the actual coffee boosted memory and what they like to call
1: goal-oriented behaviour, not something I have. I've got two responses to this. Mm -hmm. Science needs to leave some things alone. Like, we did, not, we did not need this.
0: Agreed, agreed. Let us have some joy.
1: Second of all, what is pure caffeine and where can I buy it?
0: And also, like, I'm not going to stop drinking coffee. Absolutely I'm gonna take, not. I'm going to take any boost I can get, whether it's in my head or not. But also, okay. lovely to have you back, Imogen Wells.
1: Oh, kia ora. It's lovely to be back. A couple of days off, but she's back. She's back, baby, big time. So kia ora. This is Newsable. I'm Imogen.
0: And I'm Jono. And this is What's Worth Talking About. Well, there's really only one thing everybody's obsessed with at the moment, and that is how to get Taylor Swift tickets. We talked to a lucky person who got their mitts on some, and we've got some tips for when the next batch is released.
1: We're also getting the latest from Chris Hipkins' China tour and looking at why China's at-home issues could spell trouble right here in Aotearoa.
0: Plus, would you want to be locked in a bunker with three people you've never met for more than a year just to find out if humans can live on Mars. That
1: sounds like the worst season of Big Brother ever.
0: We'd still watch, honestly. All that coming up in a moment here on Newsable.
1: Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support.
0: It has either been the greatest or the worst day ever, if you're a Taylor Swift fan, after pre-sale for Taylor's Sydney and Melbourne shows went live yesterday. There were apparently 800,000 Swifties logged in and ready to go for the pre-sale, but there were only about 450,000 tickets up for grabs. Now, I'm not great at maths, but I'm pretty sure those numbers mean not everyone got a ticket, including Imogen Wells.
1: Look... (laughs) We'll get into my struggles a bit later. I am still trying to process just what happened. But someone who did manage to get tickets is with us now. And I'm unsure if we should name her for safety reasons, given the number of people who want their hands on what she's got. Maybe I'll use first names only. How about that? That's probably for the best, right? Taylor Swift superfan Lucy and only Lucy is with us now. Kia ora, Lucy. How are you going? I'm busy at the moment. Thank you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> So how did you get your hands on these golden tickets? Was there a trick? Did we miss something here? I waited in the queue for three hours and had three devices in front of me, including Mm. my husband's. He got through very luckily and he's not even coming. So (laughs) I don't know if that makes me happy or angry. all worth it for doing no work today and just sitting on my laptop. Were you expecting to get tickets? Because I know some people were sort of trying to resign themselves to the fact that they weren't going to get them to lower expectations, but maybe the power of positive thinking was a big role here as well. Um, No, I was not expecting to get them. I haven't purchased flights, haven't purchased accommodation, haven't done any of that. It was a very big surprise. Were you next to your husband when uh, you got when he got through, like, were you panicked? What was it like? Uh, no, he called me and we work in the same building. So I ran across the office, pushed my <laughs> colleague out of the way and said, I need to talk to him, and then <laughs> shoved my credit card in his face and got the tickets. Yeah, bing, bang, bong. So now no flights, no accommodation. Um, but I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> and it's such a night nice job. Um, we'll check that out. Yeah, yeah, Lucy, thank you so much for your time. Very jealous.
0: So, Emma, how are you feeling?
1: I'm still in shock. So, I was in the lobby at least an hour early, and my boyfriend's little sister, Lulu, also in the lobby. Both of us were in the lobby for about three and a half hours. She got through. We were on FaceTime. We had the tickets in our cart. Ticketek asked her to log in. She tried to log in, and it wouldn't let her log in. And we had got to the point where we had 16 seconds to go. And it just wouldn't let her log in. So we lost the tickets. So I had them, and then they were gone. And then once the ticket time had run out, Lulu thought to herself, I am using the correct login detail, so try to log in again, and it let her through.
0: Devastating.
1: But not all hope is lost, of course, for these Aussie shows, because general sale goes live on Friday. So that goes live at midday for the Sydney shows, midday, lunchtime, 12pm. And then for the Melbourne shows, the general sale goes live at 4pm. Now,
0: some hacks that appear to have worked. We've done a bit of combing of the old social media, and we've found what seems to be working for people. Mm. Some people have used their phone and found that was faster than a computer or a laptop connected to the internet. Some clicked the sale link an hour or even two hours before the tickets went live and just sat there like a lunatic. But I think we can all learn from Imogen's mistake. Imogen, tell us
1: what we need to learn. (laughs) My mistake, Lulu's mistake, not too sure if it's ours. I'm blaming Ticketek here, but make sure you're logged in on the Ticketek website. We're still going to talk about the crazy way NASA is testing whether people can actually survive on Mars. That's coming up in a few minutes.
0: If you're enjoying what you're hearing, chuck us a like and a follow on your favourite podcast platform. You'll get new apps delivered right to you with zero effort and it'll actually help other people find us as well. And that makes us happy.
1: It makes us so happy. But also, if you want to get in touch, find us on TikTok or Insta, just search Newsable NZ. And you can also flick us an email. We love emails. We love reading them. We love reading them out on the pod as well. Send us your thoughts. Newsable at stuff.co.nz.
2: I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues.
1: You don't want to be held to account what, no, on I, what, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime
2: statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a that got to journalism. Hang
1: into the National Party's no, attack it, line right, there. That I what, think Chris, it, it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction.
2: It, it, yeah, I'm not worried about it at all. That's, Nothing a in there. That on. sits with you perfectly that's fine. What we're,
1: that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts. The diplomatic train rolls on in Beijing where Chris Hipkins has been meeting Premier Li Cheung in another ceremony-laden day. The latest chat follows on from discussion with China's leader, Xi Jinping, where there was much talk of special friendships. Stuff's political editor, Luke Malpass is in Beijing and joins us now from the Great Hall of the People. Kia ora, Luke. How are you?
2: Very
3: well, thank you. Joining you from this incredibly huge building designed to make people feel small, constructed in 10 months, in 1958 with seven and a half thousand people.
1: Oh my goodness, Newsball listeners, you're not able to see the room. Maybe we'll chuck something up on Instagram, but it is simply stunning. Luke, tell us how this latest meeting went with the Premier.
3: It appears to have gone well. Uh, The economy is really the key focus. Uh, Even although China is not a democracy, there are still the basic same political pressures, which is delivering higher living standards for their people. And so they're very much focused on obviously inflation, and really getting the show back on the road after rapid reopening after COVID-19.
1: Now, Chris Hopkins isn't the only leader in town, is he? Do you get the impression this is a bit of a conveyor belt, handshake machine, or, or is it more significant than that?
3: Oh, it totally was. Mm. Um, on the front page of the China Daily, uh, there were four leaders that he met in short succession, that of Barbados, uh, Vietnam and Mongolia. And in fact, when we were waiting outside for the Prime Minister to exit, we were one of several motorcades that was lined up in front of all of the people. Uh, regrettably, our bus driver took a wrong turn and we ended up stuck in Beijing traffic. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> is Chris Hapkins having to do anything to stand out um, from those meetings or to stand out as, against those meetings with Barbados and, and Vietnam? Well, no.
3: Look, probably the meeting with New Zealand, in a way, is the most important one for China's broader GF strategic ambitions i mean i've made a big deal of that new zealand is a friend and a partner and also that there's a clear strategy from china to basically encourage new zealand and, and it's quote independent foreign policy which is really a byword for not being too close to the americans or the australians it's uh, the new nuclear substituent between australia the us and the uk
1: what's the overall atmosphere been like
3: when you come to something like China, a fair bit of it is looking for the, the subtle, newer, mm. you know, reading the meaning behind the words. The statements are all carefully prepared. It's all carefully staged. You know, there are no questions, obviously, for Chinese politicians. It'll probably take a few days to to analyze really um, what's been going on. And part of that will be reading as well how the Chinese press reports it. Mm. So it's what do they want to say that, that was got out of the meeting. And then, of course, what does Chris Huffington want to say? And in fact, want well, to say, was got out of the meeting from a New Zealand perspective.
1: Just tell me a little bit more about the Great Hall.
3: It's right off opposite um, Tiananmen Square and is really sort of the centre of Beijing. And it has kind of a, I mean, obviously it's it, communist in its ethos, but very much uh, in the same way that parts of Washington, you see, are quite imperial. It has a sort of an imperial feel around it all. And everything's very carefully staged. There's there's lots of rooms and it's all sort of divided up with various sort of curtains. So you end up somewhere and curtains will be closed behind you. It's a pretty, it's very stripped back, but uh, officially run out as you would expect.
1: Luke Malpass, thank you so much for your time and insight. Hey, true. thanks so much, guys. Speaking of China, their domestic economic worries could cause issues for us all the way down here. A bit like an economic version of a pebble dropped into a lake, causing ripples across the water. It's unusually poetic for me, but we'll roll with it. BNZ's Chief Economist is here for the polls. Kia ora, Mike. How's it going?
2: Kia ora, Amo. Going really well. How about you?
1: Yeah, good, thank you. I've seen better days, but you know what? Let's, let's move on from those. Right <laughs> what is happening in China?
2: Well, basically, there's some concern in China and outside of China that the economy there has got the wobbles. Hmm. Uh, there was this expectation that following the ditching of China's COVID zero policy or the lockdowns at the start of the year, that consumers there would rush out and kind of spend like crazy, given that uh, on some estimates, Chinese consumers had saved around you know, upwards of, of three quarters of a trillion US dollars through the lockdowns. But that just hasn't happened. And so there's, there's a bit of extra uncertainty around about what sort of growth rate China might grow at this year.
1: So tell me a bit more about that. What are we seeing? Just no one's buying anything?
2: Yeah, I think it's, it's sort of a, a case of loss of confidence. So Chinese mm. consumer confidence is, is really low. There's also been an ongoing kind of property market slump. Um, and so, yeah, Chinese consumers just haven't felt in the mood to go out there and spend in the ways that we saw in New Zealand and the US and the UK and all these other sorts of more developed countries post lockdown.
1: And so then why should we be concerned here about what's going on over there?
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's very much a live debate in terms of how things settle, but the stakes are high because, you know, China's obviously really important for us. You know, China's our largest trading partner, takes about a third of all of our exports. And we've already seen lower levels of Chinese demand impact things like um, meat, forestry in particular, and dairy exports as well. Um, So important for New Zealand, important for the world. It's been, you know, Chinese growth has been propping up uh, global growth. No display in the past few years. In fact, a uh, an interesting factoid I stumbled across this week. Here we uh, go. In, in fact, I can I can test you on it. So, um, how many countries do you think have have China as their number one trading partner? So, I've given you one. I've given you New Zealand. Okay. Australia. Two.
1: Okay. How many countries are there in the world? One
2: hundred ninety five.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say one hundred ninety four.
2: <laughs> well, Yeah, I I expected a lowball, but yeah, one hundred twenty. So. Um, oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> you went too far off
1: not, not a lot not. basically so china has, you
2: know china has a lot of influence
1: and i feel like every week you're on here i always ask you to whip out your crystal ball going to do it now what's the outlook when might things turn around
2: well it's not panic stations um you know in in some ways the debate about china is well whether china records 5% or 6% growth this year so in, in some sense, that's kind of a, a champagne problem because the rest of the world, New Zealand included is ki- are kind of grappling with almost no growth. Mm-hmm. It's just that that extra half a percent up or down on on, on the Chinese situation can have a, a big influence. So look we're, we're still hopeful that the economy will will uh, settle over the remainder of this year. So we're we're looking for five and a half percent growth in China, which which overall is is pretty solid.
1: BNZ's it's Mike Jones always a pleasure speak to you soon thanks Imo if you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead the long read from stuff is the podcast for you each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime sport history culture and more you also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read from Stuff wherever you get your podcasts. You know that Matt Damon movie, The Martian?
0: I haven't seen it, but it's quite good by all accounts. It's got like 90% or something on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yeah, 91, I believe. Don't Ooh, don't shortchange it.
0: Somebody's done
1: research. <laughs> I've not watched the movie either, so I had to get as many facts about it as I could. But from my understanding, four people about to go and do the real life version of living like Matt Damon's character did as part of a NASA test to see how people might live on Mars.
0: Hold up, hold up. You mean Matt Damon didn't actually go to Mars for his movie? It wasn't real?
1: No, I can confirm that was not a documentary. Apologies that you fell victim to that lie.
0: Hollywood has so much to answer for.
1: Mm. These four people are going to live inside a Mars recreation, like a Mars simulation, totally sealed off from the outside world for three hundred and seventy-eight days. In that time, they're going to learn how to grow crops. They're going to work on robots. Maintain hygiene is also on the list. Gross. Uh, And then, this is the bit that's got my uh, piqued my interest: battle extraterrestrial obstacles, and there's no specification as to what that means, so I reckon they've got aliens.
0: What, like in captivity, like a zoo exhibit, they're just going to let them loose in the in the simulator?
3: Well,
1: remember that we did, we did an episode recently, and Emile and I talked about that um, ex-intelligence officer guy who said <gasps> they've got, like, UFO yes. particle bits and pieces, so it wouldn't oh surprise God. me if they're just going to unleash aliens that they've been keeping in captivity, on oh, lots of sand.
0: Oh, uh, it's going to be so sandy, isn't it? Like, it's going to be like a day at the beach where you have sand everywhere in about three and a half minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, so lots of sand.
0: Do we know when people are going to Mars?
1: Um, look, that's asking me how long a very long piece of string is. Uh, but NASA says sometime in the 2030s, which you get as a broad time frame. But that is pretty close.
0: It is just around the corner. Mm. Like, the, you know, I think we can say it's in our lifetime. Mm. Would you ever want to be part of a trial like this? It seems weird to me.
1: I don't think people would want me to be part of a trial, Uh, but you know, if they start sending people to Mars, probably Google it, you know, check out the pricing, weigh up the costs.
0: We want to know if you, our lovely newsable whānau, would volunteer to help advance humankind's march into space, or have you already? Have you been part of a NASA trial? Surely there's a New Zealander somewhere, they seem to show up all over the place. All those medical trials, have you done one of those?
1: I've not done one of those, but I had friends who did it in uni as a little cash, cash exercise. But yeah, have you been part of a medical trial as well, I guess? Let us know. Email us, newsable at stuff.co.nz. I think that's newsable for today. I think it is. I'm Imogen Wells.
0: And I'm Jono Williams. Have a great Thursday.
1: Have a great one. Go on, treat yourself. This pod took time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nzslash support.